good day to be indigenous. Get up, stand up. They are going to become more brutal. Couldn't cut, hit cut again. Because all the hippies were trying to be Indians anyway. They're going to become more repressive because it's a matter of dollars and their illusionary concepts of power. Hey, Victor. We must live in balance with the earth. And also with recent happenings at Wounded Knee. I am awake. Welcome to Native Roots Radio Presents. I'm awake and I'm your host, Wakanja Hade. Hey, Kadagi, to all my friends and relatives in four directions, you are listening to Native Roots Radio Presents I'm Awake, and I'm your host, Robert Pilot, and we discuss local, national, native news and events, and as you know, Chujank, native issues are human issues, and human issues are native issues. You are right, Dega. This portion of this show is supported by Native Roots Radio Network on Patreon, supporting news from natives at Native Roots Radio Network on Patreon. Hey, before we get to our guest, uh, Robert Lilligren, uh, our weekly Thursday guest, and uh, we like to check in. We have a jam-packed show. Do you want to tell everybody what the show's about here t- uh, today, Haley? Yeah, well, we'll have Robert Lilligren on of NACTI, as always, um, and then we have a great update here from the Wisconsin Governor, Tony Evers, and then we'll have uh, Anna Negret on, who is uh, from the Missing and Murdered Indigenous Minnesota office, as well as artist Rory Wakeham-Up. That's an awesome jam-packed show. Hey, and I just want to give the you students a big shout-out that I was uh, speaking into the media class today at the University of Minnesota. A lot of great questions about media, but also about uh, us natives here in Minnesota and all over Turtle Island. Really respectful and a great uh, class there. A big shout-out to them. Hey, before we get to our, our guest, Robert Lilligren, let's take a quick listen to uh, Governor Evers of the great state of Wisconsin. Hey there, Native Roots Radio. Governor Tony Evers here with my weekly update. Last year, I declared 2023 the year of mental health in Wisconsin. I was proud to sign a biennial budget that made key investments addressing our state's mental health crisis, including $30 million for school-based mental health services, $10 million to establish two crisis urgent care and observation centers, and $200,000 for DATCAP's Farmer Mental Health Assistance Program. And thanks in large part due to U.S. Senator Tammy Baldwin, we are also proud to announce nearly $17 million in federal funding to support operations of the 988 Suicide and Crisis Lifeline. But I'll tell you, one year later, as governor and as a grandfather, my concerns have not changed. According to the last report from the Office of Children's Mental Health, Kids continue to report highly concerning levels of anxiety, depression, self-harm, and suicidal thoughts, especially among girls, kids of color, and LGBTQ youth. And one in six kids experienced a serious episode of depression in 2023. It used to be one in seven. My administration and I are not going to let up on our work on this issue in 2024. We're going to double our efforts to take a whole-of-government approach. That's why in my 2024 State of the State address, I announced that we're creating an interagency council on mental health that will bring state agencies together to reduce barriers and address gaps in mental health services statewide. This council will work to develop a statewide mental health action plan to address the root causes of our mental health crisis increase awareness and reduce stigma, and build capacity for us to expand access to mental health services statewide. Our state's mental health challenges are significant. Let's do more and urgently to make a difference on this issue in 2024. We just have to. Thank you so much and take care. Hey, thank you, uh, Governor Evers. almost called him the doctor, but uh, Governor Evers. Hey, here with Robert Lilligren, CEO and president of Native American Community Development Institute. And welcome, as always. I just want to touch real quick before we get going on uh, what we normally talk about. Uh, Governor Evers there talking about mental health and uh, those statistics there were pretty staggering, what he was saying. They are staggering so bonjour robert bonjour Haley. so good to be here thanks for having me and uh and what's more staggering is uh the lack of systemic response right and so you know you have such a good governor over there in wisconsin and i'm glad he go was there and everyone seems to be aware of mental health and its impacts on other parts of our lives and cultures but and uh, it seems like so few people do anything about it. Yeah, really good. And I can't imagine 
being a student and going through the COVID, social media, all these things that are, are, are out there to, I don't know if this is the right way to put it, but to, to press people. Um, I saw uh, Michelle, uh, or uh, I can't think of her name. There was an actor who, uh, uh, she was in Pretty Woman. What's her name? Uh, darn, what the heck? The main girl? Yeah. Julia Roberts? Yeah, I saw Julia. Thanks, Haley. I saw Julia Roberts do a, a message about having a picture of with her and her niece uh, having fun in breakfast, uh, no makeup. Uh, it's big smiles on their face, and she posted sure. a picture. And all the people that attacked her uh, for not looking or looking old, looking, you know, makeup, hair. And she said, I'm a 50 year old woman and it's still hard on me. Mm -hmm. I can't imagine being a teenager and people attacking mm -hmm. uh, my teenage self that way. Right. 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 Yeah. And uh, statistics that Governor Ebers was quoting that one in six young people, students experience um, depression, it used to be one in seven. Mm -hmm. And to your point, Robert, I think post COVID, post isolation, it's not surprising, right? That to the number of a lot of us, and I, you know, myself included, and I feel like I'm, even now, sort of still processing what all of that meant. And so when you look at the impacts on kids, I don't have kids, but uh, <clears throat> several of my friends have been having real issues with their children's mental health. Mm -hmm. They're trying to return to normal, but, but that whole two years really did a number on young people. And so... And then, of course, you can, and I'm just extrapolating here, but you can always um, accelerate those uh, statistics for Native youth, right, and for Native people, and um, when we're already starting from a traumatized mindset, you know, what the impact might have been. And so I've been in this real resource conversation in a lot of different realms that I'm active in recently and so i just i go to the resources right put your money where your mouth is get, yeah. the, get the resources to the communities that are working directly with these young people or in our case with young native people and make sure they are adequately resourced to address the issues absolutely and really really good points and uh i did not know what we're uh, governor evers was talking about and so it really it kind of uh, kind of shook me there for a second, and that's why I think it's important for us to talk about, like we do with Dr. Stately, uh, mental health, because COVID's been going on four years, and then multiply that by being vulnerable and young, because I might have pretended when I was young to have self-esteem, but I was still young and learning and um, pretending right. to have self-esteem. Yeah, no, and I think the Julia Roberts' example of how you know, one of the most beautiful people in the world still right. has insecurities about her appearance. And, you know, I just think that's amazing. And, and I remember this is not a directly related or but somewhat, but back in the day, and I'm trying to remember her name, but she was the Republican governor of a Pacific Northwestern state, Oregon, I think. And she signed into law or vetoed some sweeping LGBT rights um, acts. And her party, her Republican party was very upset with her, you know, and she had a, a gay son. And mm -hmm. so that really directly impacted her governance, you know, and she gave this beautiful speech. I mean, I'm sure you can still find it online, but back in the day, so this must've been about a little over 10 years ago, you know, when she was speaking, I just got all emotional. And you know, I said to my friends who I was with, I said, what does this say about me? I'm a 50 year old man and I still need this kind of affirmation on my identity as a gay man or two spirit man, you know? And so, so I get it. That stuff stays with you. That yeah. childhood stuff. Yeah. And words do matter. They really do. And, uh, amplify that, multiply that with, uh, COVID and all these, images you see in the media and all those things that uh, young people have to deal with that I never dealt with. I don't remember ever combing my hair. No, just kidding. Oh, wow. <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> I combed my hair in the disco way back in the 70s. Yeah. Right. Back in the days you were blow drying. Your That's hair. right. And while I was thinking about getting a pro a perm too, get an afro. Hey, this is Native Ritz Radio presents I'm Awake, and we'll be right back with Robert Lilligren. Oh, stay with us. When we heal from our traumas, when we face our fears, let go of our addictions, when we relearn our values, when we live our teachings, respecting our elders, cherishing and honoring our children, when we honor and take care of our spirit, there will be no room left for sexual violence. Sponsored by the Minnesota Indian Women's Sexual Assault Coalition. The city of Minneapolis is now on Native Roots Radio with Minneapolis AIR. AIR stands for American Indian Relations. Guest host Christine McDonald talks to people about important things affecting the city's Native communities. Minneapolis AIR dives into topics like public safety, public health, elections, and so much more. Tune in to Minneapolis AIR on Native Roots Radio from 5 to 6 p.m. on the second Wednesday of every month right here on AM 950. Are you thinking about college? Consider checking out Minnesota Private Colleges. These 18 nonprofit institutions keep the focus on students with small classes and professors who will get to know you. You'll find students from all backgrounds and no two colleges are alike. And when it comes to cost, they're more affordable than you think. Find the college that's right for you at mnprivatecolleges.org slash possible mnprivatecolleges.org slash possible. Turn to Auto Technical with your vehicle donation. Even though Auto Technical is a small nonprofit, we have helped more families with transportation than any organization in Minnesota. Since 94, we have reconditioned donated vehicles so they have a higher tax benefit. Call Richard at 612 612-919-5526. 612-919-5526. Anine, I'm Lieutenant Governor Peggy Flanagan, and you are listening to Native Roots Radio. Welcome back to Native Roots Radio presents I'm Awake, and this is Robert Pilot. This portion of the show is supported by Native American Community Development Institute, or NACTI, in Minneapolis. Hey, we are totally blessed to always have Robert Lilligren uh, stop in here, and he's the president and CEO of Native American Community Development and Institute, amongst a lot of things. And I was down in your office talking to a few of uh, workers at your office, and we were just talking about all the things that you're involved with and Thank goodness you're involved with, and we have a native voice and all those. Uh, what were you talking about? Eighteen groups that you're 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 part of. <laughs> uh, I joke about my seventeen titles, right? And yeah, that came from a reporter actually, and I was going to go on air, and she said, "I know you have six, it was sixteen at the time." She goes, "I know you have sixteen titles, but we can only use one. What one <laughs> do you want me to use?" And then shortly after that, I gained a new one. So I guess she had counted. So, but you know, it's. It's a, such a privilege and humbling to bring voice to these spaces, but also then, you know, part of my mission all along is to bring other voices in and other voices along. And so, so that's really what I try to use the access that I've been privileged to, to accumulate uh, in my career is to bring other voices in and native voices, young voices, BIPOC voices, queer voices, mm-hmm. it's, you know, it's to bring, to reach it, bring others with you. Right? Well, and I want to, and we don't bring this up enough, uh, and it probably should be part of your intro, but uh, Blake, breaking the, the glass ceiling, so to speak, for Native Americans and city council and being a Minneapolis city council member for all those years and uh, not only a Native American, but, you know, uh, a gay man uh, showing perspective and and that's that's a huge deal too. Yeah, thanks. I appreciate the recognition. Again, it's humbling, you know. But these first, so I'm also on the now I'm on our regional government metropolitan <laughs> council. First native member there. I'm amongst other, you know, I'm chairing this very high profile uh, board right now in Minneapolis. It's our convention and visitors association board. Meet Minneapolis first native person to do that. And right away, I got another native person on the board. I think she is the second. It's Shelley Buck. Uh, who oh. is the CEO of Alumni Omni Okadayapi, 
uh, right downtown Pleasant Falls, former Prairie Island elected official for a number of years. So there's one thing when you're the one in the room, but mm -hmm. it's something completely different when there's two of you, and then three of you or four of you. It's to my understanding, feeling the power. Too, to my understanding, Allison's working with you guys too. Yeah, Allison Wachow, one of the yeah. famous Wachow sisters, right? And yeah. She just got hired by the Metropolitan Council as our first tribal and native community liaison. And we're already putting her to great work. Uh, Met Council is assembling a group of partners to advise us on our 2050, the year 2050 comprehensive plan guidelines. And so, so that we acknowledge land and water and do this in a good way. And I got to tell you guys, just this week, we were looking at some of the draft work. And so our job is the, to guide the regional planning, comprehensive planning. We do it every 10 years, all the cities and counties do. And then Met Council is the keeper of that plan, right? So, so now we're setting the design guidelines for our 2050 comprehensive plans. They're very forward looking, but already, like we were looking at the guidelines and the first one is, I can't remember if this is exactly the language, but it was something like acknowledging the sanctity of the land and water Ooh. or something like that. And that's a policy direction Whoa. from the Met Council. I'm like, yep, that wouldn't be there if I wasn't sitting here. You know, no, so, no. So you really got to claim your little victories. Absolutely. Hey, I was at the U of M today talking to a media class, and boy, yeah. did they have a lot of questions. And I gave a uh, presentation, and I was in there for an hour. And it was interesting. Um, one of the students asked about uh, Two Spirits and uh, had heard about that and, and, uh, and how Two Spirits uh, – were, well, what I said to him is that the two spirit people and our medicine men were the first to be attacked by the colonizers because they were the leaders of our of our uh, uh, tribes, and also, you know, of course, we were we're led by women, but they they were also the big leaders, and uh, just a lot of great questions. I want to uh, before we talk a, a little national stuff because I know there's some talk about uh you know the supreme court here i want to um swing back and talk about okizi real quick before so we make sure we have time uh to talk about that great event cool and uh i welcome haley's input as well she was at the opening right and yeah. uh, the, my organization our organization NACTI, operates the all my relations arts gallery and we have this great partnership with the american swedish institute a really prominent organization here. Uh, and we are showing work that's from both Swedish artists and native artists in both of our venues at the same time. So I invite people to stop by all my relations and to visit American Swedish Institute. And one of the Swedish uh, artists is Sami, and ethnically and culturally Sami. And I don't know how much folks know about the Scandinavian indigenous people, Samis, but their experience very much parallels American indigenous people. They were colonized, forced to assimilate, they experienced genocide, and a lot of the control of their livelihoods was connected to the migratory patterns of reindeer. Oh. And uh, so the government used eliminating the reindeer to control the Sami people and to force them to assimilate or to starve them and to cause genocide, much like the elimination of Buffalo on the Plains yeah. here in the U.S. happened. And so there's all these parallels. So it's this stunning uh, uh, show in the gallery, but really a meaningful partnership starting here. I don't know, Haley, what did you think? I thought it was beautiful. You know, I'm always just so uh, blissfully surprised by the exhibits you guys have at All My Relations. And I was there for opening night and it, it was a huge turnout. There were so many people there, so mm -hmm. many uh, really great comments on a lot of the art pieces. And I know that our the Somni uh, part of the group that, that, that they had traveled um, into the country, so they uh, came a long way and... I just remember hearing, you know, I talked to them for a little bit and they were so grateful um, to share yeah. this exhibit with you guys. And I really encourage everyone to go check that out at uh, East for, uh, 1414 East Franklin Avenue in Minneapolis. Awesome. I really Thank like it. Yeah, good. I, I was I had FOMO. I was in Madison and. Uh, and uh, it was a, it's a long story, but for my other job, uh, I did happen to go in there a couple days ago and I really 
really enjoyed uh you're talking about the deer or the reindeer and they had that big uh mural of the reindeer pieces, yeah. and then it really makes yeah. sense and then also uh i really liked and it's an interesting time of year for us now because I see people tapping their trees now, and I did see a really cool piece of art in a glass representing that. And uh, oh yeah, that was fun the to syrup, see. Little syrup glasses all around. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I don't know if you saw when you were there, Robert or Haley, but the way they have directed the lights huh. and they hit the glasses and they create this beautiful geometric pattern around the base mm. of all of those glasses. It's like a beaker of syrup. And then a circular circled by little glasses of syrup, and it, it really enhanced to the beauty of the piece. Wow, I didn't see that. Did you, Haley? I didn't notice the light either, but I was like, "Ooh, syrup!" <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna email. Yeah, Al. Not, uh, <laughs> he took me through the. Yeah, I'm gonna give her some harsh words. There's a little it. sign there that says, "Do not touch." They should probably put one under. Do not drink. Well, <laughs> it's probably, tempting. yeah, I, I. That's funny you should say that because I was touching and go. I really like this one, and then he pointed to the sign, "Do not touch." And I was like, "Well, <laughs> that's funny that you brought that up." But uh, give yeah, the address one more time, Haley, if you don't mind, and uh, maybe yeah. the hours too. All my relations arts gallery is at uh, East fourteen fourteen, or sorry, fourteen fourteen East Franklin Avenue, Minneapolis. The native corridor that we uh, like to talk about, and soon yeah. enough, I guess yeah. I hear May first, uh, we're going to have a grand opening of the Indian Center down this reopening uh, of the Indian Center. Uh, we're also the fourteenth going to have our MMIWR walk in March, and uh, um, that's uh, always used to end and begin there, so. Uh, Right, it's starting somewhere else, but not it's, quite ready yet. But that yeah. margin, it's good to see that you're having Rory wake up on, wake him up on because he uh, he does a lot of organizing around that event, community engagement, and he's a former All My Relations Arts Director as well. Yeah, he is. Yeah, he is. That's how I met him. He was doing. Uh, matter of fact, he was doing in in the museum screen printing uh, for uh, No Dapple, and I went down there and brought a couple. Right. Yeah. jean jackets and shirts years ago and uh yeah. so i i have to talk to you because uh we're going to be uh losing here soon because we got a jam-packed show yeah. uh what the heck is going on here the supreme court's kind of surprised me i didn't think they were going to touch this but it looks like they are yeah they're touching it and it looks you know from every indication that they're gonna rule that trump should stay on state ballots and and just say, I don't know if that's the worst thing or not, but uh, but it would have been delicious had they ruled yeah. <laughs> that he was ineligible due to inciting an insurrection, which yeah. would be fair. Uh, yeah, but it looks like he's going to slide. And I think uh, part of the, their rationale, what I heard, was that all the states, even though we like to keep separate state and uh, federal, that all the states should kind of be on the same page. And it's, uh, or we're gonna run into this again every election where maybe an all red state wouldn't have Biden on there. And so to get right. involved in that. So when it was explained that way, I kind of made sense to me. Right, and I would rather see him defeated at the ballot box and just yeah. the American people could speak and you know, we have influence and ability, we have ability to influence that decision out here. And so, so I don't, I don't know that it's the worst thing that he's going to be left on the ballot. And he hasn't really been convicted of insurrection yet. He could be very likely. Yeah. That's what's happening in South America. Right? He, uh, Bolsonaro has uh, been convicted of inciting insurrection there. So if it could happen there, maybe, maybe it can happen here. Yeah, definitely. Hey, Robert, you got 30 seconds. Anything you want to uh, update us on? Uh, you know, uh, just encourage people to come down and see the show for sure. Really, you might want to look into our gallery director, Angela Two Stars. She has just done, just last week, she's been really high profile. She's in the media and everything. So that's good. And, and there's a lot going on around our unsheltered relatives here in our community yeah. right now. And so people want to follow that. A lot of dynamic, a lot of community conversation. Peeny Gigi, Robert, as always, thank you for stopping in. Native Ritz Radio presents I'm Awake. Hey,
As we pack away the ornaments and bid farewell to the holiday season, it's time to unwrap the gift that keeps on giving, getting protected by a COVID-19 vaccination. This is your chance to make a difference, especially as our Native communities face higher COVID numbers. Those higher numbers underscore the need for collective action. So answer the call and get vaccinated. The latest vaccines are not just authorized, but they're proven effective against the current variants. This is extra protection, even if you've already had previous vaccines, since previous vaccines will eventually wear off. Plus, the new shots are FDA approved for ages six months and up. A COVID vaccine is not just a shot. It's a pledge to safeguard the wisdom and stories handed down by our elders. So join the movement, get vaccinated, and make 2024 the healthiest year ever, securing a brighter future for our Native community. For more information, including details about clinics offering free vaccines, visit vaccines.gov. Life can be hard. Sometimes it feels like there's no answers, like there's no way out. Hennepin County's COPE Mobile Crisis Response is here to listen and help you find a way through whatever is going on in your life. Call 612-596-1223 for no-cost crisis support anytime, anywhere in Hennepin County. That number is 612-596-1223. Minnesota has the only original wolf population in the continental United States. And 80% of Minnesotans believe the wolf should be protected. Howling for Wolves is asking Minnesotans to respect our true wildlife manager, the wolf. Their survival is critical to our ecosystems, our communities, and even our economy. As highly intelligent animals with strong social bonds, Minnesota wolves deserve to be protected and admired. Learn more at howlingforwolves.org. Let's Let's live live and and let howl. Become a teacher and ignite change. Join the St. Paul Urban Residency Program to become a teacher in just 15 months. You can earn your master's degree and teaching license from the University of St. Thomas while earning a $30,000 stipend, single health care, and dental benefits. As an added bonus, next year's cohort, all residents will receive $20,000 towards their tuition. Apply now. Applications due February 28, 2024. Visit spps.org backslash s-u-t-r. JNS Bean Factory is a native-owned, community-supported, cozy, artsy coffee shop which offers roasted on-site beans, live music, and baked goods. Relax in the beautiful outside patio. City Pages writes, voted top 10 coffee shops. Tucked into a quiet corner of St. Paul's Highland Park neighborhood, this coffee shop roasts beans on-site from the best coffee-growing countries in the world. Located at 1518 Randolph Avenue, St. Paul. The good stuff. Would you let animals pick your insurance? Do you really need to experience mayhem to get the best rates? Or how about a celebrity quarterback or fake university saving you money? There's a lot of marketing stunts when it comes to insurance, but what you really need is someone looking out for you. Call Array Insurance, and they will work hard to find you the best insurance coverage and rates. So avoid gimmicks and call Cheryl at Array, 763-504-3067 or ArrayInsurance.com. Array Insurance, working hard for you. With a look at your AM 950 weather, I'm Patrick Lilia. Rain tapers off this evening, then cloudy overnight with a low of 32, then Friday cloudy with a high of 36. Cafe Latte is unlike any restaurant you've ever experienced. Grab a tray and pick from their award-winning selections of soups, salads, sandwiches, and mouth-watering desserts. Cafe Latte, Victoria Street and Grand Avenue in St. Paul, or CafeLatte.com. Hi, I'm Jane Fonda, and you're listening to Native Roots Radio. And we're back to Native Roots Radio presents I'm Awake, and this is Robert Pilot. This portion of the show is supported by the Minnesota Indian Women's Sexual Assault Coalition. Yes, it is. Hey, we got a guest on today, uh, and I don't know if she's on right now. I do see her in the background. Anna, are you there? <laughs> Well, hey, Anna, uh, we're going to be uh, talking about uh, the MMIRW March uh, this weekend. And it's on Wednesday, February 14th at the East Phillips Community and Cultural Center in Minneapolis. And speakers start at 11 a.m. and wear red. And uh, it's free and open to the public, Haley. Uh, yes. 
you you've been to this and it's an unbelievable event uh, i've met uh people like uh bernie sanders wife was there one year and it's always important to remember to uh to have the women lead in this uh this activity in this in this parade and uh so right. it oh anna hey ho how's it going hi how are you sorry i'm like I didn't see the mute and the camera button new to uh, live radio. Thanks for having me. Hey, good to see you again. Hey, Anna, could you introduce yourself? We talked a little bit about what we're going to talk about, but I want to get in a, a little deeper. Yeah, sounds good. My name is Anna Negretti. I'm with the Missing Murdered Indigenous Relatives Office. I'm the community planner. We're a super small office right now. Of uh, There's three women, as you were talking about women leading them. Leading the way, um, we're in an office of three women right now. We're hiring a, a fourth person here in the next month to be our intelligence specialist. Um, so we'll, ha we'll be expanding a little bit, and hopefully in the next year we'll get two more folks to join us as well. Yeah, well, well we're really excited to have you on, and uh, maybe we can get a little deeper. I just gave a little overview of uh, what's happening on the 14th, and maybe just a little bit of what uh, how, how you guys are going to be involved and uh, – and uh, take it from there, if you don't mind, Anna. Uh, uh, yeah. So the MMI, um, the MMIR, um, MMIW March has been going on for some years now. Um, as you know, our office is brand new. It will be um, our director will be it ha will have been in office two years now. At the end of this month, um, mm -hmm. myself and my coworker have been on for a year now, and so now we're just kind of playing catch up and. Um, Thought it was really important that we uh, get involved. Uh, sh big shout out to Naida Medicine Grow from Minnesota Indian Women's Resource Center, who has mm -hmm. been, um, you know, working really hard along with us to, or you know, we've been working together to plan the event and lots of collaboration with community organizations. So we're we're just playing catch up and um, just trying to raise awareness about what we're doing now that we're an official state office. We're the first. Um, state office in the nation so super excited and we know that it's important that we show up and that's what we're trying to do absolutely and uh one of the things too i have one of your cool hoodies and what a great logo you have and also understand that it's going to be in the license plate coming up uh and i'm excited to try and get a, a license plate with uh then uh with your logo on and uh mmiwr uh, uh outreach so people can see why i'm driving 100 miles an hour to madison uh, we're super excited that we, uh, that comes out on the 15th, so the day after our March. Um, the, the, um, it's a $25, I think it's like $13.50 um, to buy the plate, and then there's a, a contribution, an annual contribution of $25, and that will go to our reward fund board. Um, that I don't want to mispronounce it. I have to look at the name of it. Um, it's... <laughs> Haley, do you know how to pronounce it? Did you practice it? <laughs> I do not. I'm not quite sure. Reward Fund, which means um, they will be remembered forever. Um, mm. So that's the Reward Fund Board. Um, and so we have a pot of money. And so the purchasing those plates supports the Reward Fund. Um, the Reward Fund will do um, some a couple of great things for our, for our office and for our community. Um, it'll serve to um, bring in tips on MMIR cases. Um, so we'll be paying out those as we, uh, the reward fund board just started meeting. So we're trying to get, figure out the details of that. Um, and I'll also go for things like a general awareness campaigns when somebody is missing in the community or has an unsolved homicide case um, and also searches because we engaged in our first large scale search back in September. Um, for the Nevaeh Kingbird, who's been missing since October. Um, it'll be two mm -hmm. years this past October. So, um, yeah, the, we're, we're excited to have that, um, you know, that sponsors, that um, reward fund up and going. So we're, we're anxious to get that rolling. Yeah, it really makes sense. And I thought it was such a great idea that uh, that you could have that fund support rewards uh uh, actions and things like that. That's uh, really a great idea. And uh, we have State Senator Mary Kunish on every Friday, and we've been talking a lot about this. That like she was one of the people that really helped push this push this forward in the in the Senate, or first as a representative and then as a state senator. But we're really excited. Let's go over real quick uh, 
So East Phillips Cultural Community uh, Center in Minneapolis, and speakers will start at 11 and wear red. Uh, and like yes. we were saying, like we were saying earlier, I think it's really important to have the uh, certain groups lead the way. And if you're a white ally and coming to join us, uh, ask questions to people. Don't assume anything and uh, uh, just come in a good way and a good heart. And it's always a big march. Uh, we're really excited for, for that piece of it. We have speakers for about an hour and then we'll do the march starting at noon. And then our intention is to feed the people at, at one o'clock. Senator Kunish will be there. We're super excited to um, have some guests along with families. I mean, that's really important. Mm. We really want to elevate their voices too. So we have some families that um, from both missing, um, missing family uh, from folks that have missing loved ones and also who have um are survivors their their relatives have um were killed due to uh violence homicidal violence so we'll have family speaking um so that will be good to to just hear from their perspective how they've been impacted so um yeah thank you they've been willing to kind of share with us i know in years past too people have uh carried signs for their 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 lost ones and that's part of the 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 really emotional part of it is people speaking um people that are still looking for people 15 20 years later um very emotional very timely um i always like what uh, uh state representative uh, heather keeler always says to her children is like i will never leave you so if i'm gone look for me because that's one of the the go-to's is that oh they're probably you know doing this or that and they'll be back and uh, you know just not really paying attention to us and now they have to with uh your organization and and the outreach that we've been doing over the years yeah i think that's been one of the most impactful pieces of my work is just getting to so i'm the community planner and myself and um, tawny smith savage she is the violence prevention coordinator she and I share a role called Family Support Liaison. And so we get to work directly with families that have been impacted. Mm -hmm. And that really like informs and drives our work. Um, when you hear stories that, you know, when you hear from families, I'm I'm stuck where where my family has left me. Mm. Um, it 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 keeps me, it keeps us motivated to do what we to do what we do. Um, I mean, that's something I'm really proud and that our director has really allowed us to do is uh, be directed by the community voices. So um, I'm super blessed to be working for, for the office and have great leadership that um, allows us to do the work and really be responsive to families. So um, I'm excited about this event, or about our participation and engagement this year. Um, when it, we started last year, we were just kind of in the crowd and this year to be a part of it, um, you know, we're trying to sh sh we're trying to show up, we're trying to be there and that's what's important. Um, for our families. Well, a lot different this year than the weather last year. It was raining and uh, very slippery for an old uh, elder, a little baby elder over here was having trouble uh, maneuvering some of the sidewalks and streets. So this year will be a lot better. Yeah, we have transportation for elders um, too, you know, <laughs> not, not that not that you'll need that, but we do have transportation for elders that's sponsored, I think, by the um, American Indian Center, their elders program. So we have lots of good collaborations going, and that's really what our office is like. Um, like I said, we've, we've just really tried to connect with community that have um, been doing the work long before our office has existed, who called for our office to exist. Um, so mm -hmm. I'm excited for this. So it's good to be in community spaces. Yeah, we'll have to do a selfie with my... Uh my uh, uh hoodie that i got from you guys uh i don't yeah. know what i'll have to do. put a red red hoodie underneath it so i'm black and red i don't know I, I'm, I'm wearing my hoodie too so uh and lots of lots of folks will be wearing those too it has red in it and we'll get your bandana we'll make sure that you're you're <laughs> yeah. squared away you can wear you're, you could break out your red pants if you have some red pants you know i was just thinking about going to goodwill and check it out and see if i get some but that might be a little too festive for me. Hey, it's uh, it's at East Phillips Community Center and Culture Center in Minneapolis, and the speakers start at eleven, and it it's a must a must be uh, to try and make it that early and listen to the speakers and and start off in a, this march in a good way. Um, 
Really appreciate uh, you coming on. I got like a minute left here. Do you have anything else you'd like to uh, to let the people all over Turtle Island that listen to the show know about your organization? Um, just you know, if you if you need support, reach out to us. You know, as as soon as possible. Um, the first step, you know, if somebody goes missing, we want to dispel that myth. There's a 24 hour waiting period. There is no waiting period. Um, so call right away um, to be referred to our office. You go onto the DPS website and request support. That's the first. Uh, that's the first step, and that's what gets us engaged. But a police report needs to be made. So that's kind of um, one of those just things that we need to do. We're watching social media and we're seeing those. We're seeing that folks are impacted, but um, we can't always re- respond or we don't always see all the social media posts. So reach out to us. We're here to help. We want to help. Um, you know, we're a small office, so be patient as we grow. We're learning, um, we're doing some things right, you know, right, but we're, we're, we've made some mistakes too, And um, but we wanna be here, we wanna, we wanna be helpful. So thank you for having us on and uh, just uh, giving us some opportunity to, to be a voice. We'll see you the 14th in a big peeny geeky. It's great to have someone when you're in that situation to reach out to. So again, thank you for doing the work that you do. That's so important. Thanks. Thanks for having me. See you soon. We'll see you. Hey, this is Native Ritz Radio Presents. I'm awake. And up next, we got Rory. Uh, wake him up. And we'll be talking uh, pre, uh, uh, pre uh, things that's going on at this is Native Ritz Radio. Oh, JNS Bean Factory is a native owned, community supported, cozy, artsy coffee shop which offers roasted on site beans, live music, and baked goods. Relax in the beautiful outside patio. City Pages writes, voted top 10 coffee shops. Tucked into a quiet corner of St. Paul's Highland Park neighborhood, this coffee shop roasts beans on-site from the best coffee-growing countries in the world. Located at 1518 Randolph Avenue, St. Paul. The good stuff. Hey, if you're like a lot of people, you're probably relieved that the holiday celebrations are over. But there's one thing that might stay with us from the holidays besides all those gifts. And that's COVID-19. Numbers from COVID are going up as we spend more time inside. And Native Americans are seeing even bigger case spikes. With all the indoor celebrations over the holidays, you may have unknowingly been exposed to someone with COVID-19. That's why it's important to stay vigilant. If you notice any symptoms like a fever, a tickle in the throat, or heavy fatigue, take an at-home test. They're still free and can be ordered at sayyeshometest.org. If you do test positive, you're eligible for free treatment, and no health insurance is required. Visit health.state.mn.us to connect with providers and receive your treatment. Let's make 2024 the healthiest year ever, securing a brighter future for our Native community. The city of Minneapolis is now on Native Roots Radio with Minneapolis AIR. AIR stands for American Indian Relations. Guest host Christine McDonald talks to people about important things affecting the city's native communities. Minneapolis Air dives into topics like public safety, public health, elections, and so much more. Tune in to Minneapolis Air on Native Roots Radio from 5 to 6 p.m. on the second Wednesday of every month, right here on AM 950. Welcome back to Native Ritz Radio Presents. I'm awake and this is Robert Pilot. This portion of the show is supported by Howling for Wolves, protecting wolves for future generations. Howl! Howl! We should have brought Anna back on for the howl. Ho! Hey, (laughs) so I'm glad I find you, uh, you find me funny there, uh, Haley. I caught that last little giggle at the end. That was awesome. Made me laugh. Hey. Uh, no problem. Hey, before uh, we're waiting for Rory wake him up to to show up, and uh, maybe we can talk a little bit about uh, the meet and greet uh, that's coming up. Uh, um, yeah. Uh, on uh, what date is that again? Let me That'll look at be, my notes. <laughs> yeah, no, it's the same day, so it'll be next Tuesday, February thirteenth. Uh, 
all month on AM 950 here, which is our home base station. We're really grateful to be on AM 950. We have February is the whole uh, listener appreciation month, and there is a special listener appreciation event that you may need tickets for next Tuesday. So make sure you're listening in uh, to all of the local shows on AM 950. But we'll be at the... I believe it's the Park Tavern in St. Louis Park yeah. next Tuesday evening uh, to hang out with a, a bunch of cool listeners. Yeah, definitely. And I, I have an opportunity that and all you uh, listening on our other stations uh, that uh, carry us, come on down and meet us and, uh, uh, you know, check us out and see how much of a fool I am in person as opposed to on the radio. Uh, and uh, it would be nice to meet you face-to-face. It's always really fun, Haley, to meet our, our listeners. And first of all, seven years ago that we first started the show, uh, I was surprised we had listeners. So that, yeah. was a, that was a big <laughs> thing first, that people are listening to the show, and then we've grown it to uh, what it is right now, and uh, there's a lot of people. You know, uh, we're going to probably have Anna jump back in and talk a little bit about uh, what's going to happen here. Uh, Rory got hung up here a little bit, so we're going to ask Anna to come back. And thank goodness she was uh, she was there in the bullpen waiting just in case for this opportunity. No, I'm just kidding. Hey, um, <laughs> we got we got Rory, who's our artist, uh, and uh, he's been doing for years and years uh, art prior to this uh, march and walk on the 14th. Anna, do you have any insight on uh, on uh, the scheduling of that? Because I know it's fun. These shows people how to silk screen, whether it's t-shirts and uh, uh, scarves and things. Yeah, there's. So we're actually doing two days, and and day one on the twelfth is for um, community organizations to come out. They can bring their t-shirts. Um, they you can go to Goodwill and grab one if you need some. We have some <laughs> bandanas on hand too. And they'll do the free screen printing for you. And that is um, Monday is for community organizations. Those are more, more typical business hours. I think they're starting from um, 9 a.m. To, um, to 4, I think we said. And then day two is really for community. And so, you know, we want to make sure that students and families can come out. And so that starts um, later on. And I think that lasts till seven. Um, I want to say that's like four to four to seven or four to eight, something like that. So, um, again, uh, bring 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 clothes to print, but we'll also have bandanas, learn the process. Rory's been great to work with. He's uh, done a lot with our planning too. Uh, we're planning on feeding people throughout the day as you're there too. So we'll have some, we'll have some food there for you. Um, so please come on down and um, you know, that's just a way to show support, show unity, be in community space. So we welcome folks to come down um, and learn and uh, be in community with spaces with us. Yeah, and so it's a MMIWR uh, logo, and I, uh, is it the same one every year, or is it different? I don't know, but uh, 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 Rory, I think Rory created some stuff, so it won't be like our state logo that we have, like for the office. It's on the hoodies and bandanas, but he has some like um, some art that he has saved, and that that's what they print with the same kind of message of, yeah, just, you know. I think I I have it right here. I yeah. have it right here. Um, was just. Justice for uh, missing and murdered Indigenous uh, relatives, and that's on the T-shirts. Also, what I think is interesting, Anna, is that uh, I've seen pictures over the years, and uh, at the uh, where is it? The Indians Women's Resource Center in Minneapolis, uh, Minnesota Indian Women's Resource Center, and the whole place is like T-shirts and silk screens and people. It's amazing. Yeah. To see. Yeah, Rory does a great job setting up. He makes sure that it's staffed, and and um, really, what uh, we appreciate is that just as a his willingness to kind of teach and and show us how to um, do that. It's something fun for the kids to get engaged mm-hmm. with, a, a way for them to do something to show support and be there. So it also gives us a chance to just talk about like, come you know, talk about our missing relatives as we're mm-hmm. why we're there. It gives us a chance to remember, say their names again. Yeah. Um, you know, that it's a good time to do that. So we tell stories, we, you know, just come and talk and eat and, and laugh and sometimes cry too. But, um, mm-hmm. so it's, we're excited to, to be in a community space. I want to give a big shout out to Rory too. Uh, there's another day of made, uh, a national, uh, native missing and murdered indigenous day in May. And the last few years, uh, especially two years ago when 
There were all those uh, red cutouts that he did and his crew did and all the teepees that were at the Capitol. That was uh, unbelievable and uh, very emotional. And uh, he also did it the last year too, but that one year was just uh, amazing what him and his crew did. Yeah, we're really excited. Uh, as we've done our planning meetings, so we started meeting back in November. Um, and so we're going to continue these meetings that we've been having for planning to continue on to May 5th because he, yeah, he's, he's, he, they've done it for, our, for quite some time and it's always beautiful. It's always t- gives you a moment of pause to just admire what, what he's done and what community creates and what he inspires. So yeah, big shout out to Rory for, for what he does. Well, Anna, now that you're on and we got a couple minutes left, let's just talk about a little bit again. So people that are, you know, sometimes they're driving home, getting in and out of their car is that we, we have that March. And then prior to that, uh, one day or is it two days earlier, we're going to have uh, Rory wake him up, help uh, the community uh, do T-shirts and screen printing for this for this event. Yep, it's hosted at the Minnesota Indian Women's Resource Center. I wish I had the flyer um, for, for that in front of me, but, um, day one is for community organizations to come out, um, bring, bring clothing, bring, um, cloth even if you want to print, um, lots of people do that. Um, but we'll also have some like blank red bandanas to print on. Um, and then day two is really, um, for, there you go. Um, Day two is really for, um, community to come out. We want to see families. We want to see students. Um, we know it impacts our whole community. So we really want to give an opportunity for, um, organizations and thanks to all the, you see at the bottom, all the sponsorships that, um, folks that are coming together to do that. So thank you to all of those for, for showing up for our community. Like they have been doing year after year. So could you pop that up again? Uh, because it has the address on there that I have not been saying it's 2300 15th Avenue South in Minneapolis. That's Minnesota Indian women's resource center for, uh, the February 13th, 11 to seven, uh, event that we've been talking about uh wake em up productions uh it's a public art event and we're really excited to promote that and be a part of this as a as a marcher and a supporter of our our women who are are sacred to us and uh we talk about that every day here on native roots radio Anna, i want to say thanks again so much for coming back in because um Haley and I appreciate you coming in and filling in the blanks in a, in a, in a good way. So I really appreciate you coming on to Native Roots Radio. Well, thanks for having us again. And thanks for highlighting this event. Thanks for always being a part and just helping to elevate the voices. Um, we appreciate you and uh, look forward to seeing you here in the next couple days. Wow. Thanks, Anna. Sounds good. I'll have my hoodie. I better wash it. Oh, wow. Thanks, Anna. Sounds good. <laughs> All right, sounds good. Hey, if you're listening to the show, you are part of the resistance from Chief Plenty Coops, the ground in which we stand on is sacred ground. It is the blood of our ancestors. We need to resist, divest, join a group, run for office, vote, and all those things that make us whole. We're still here. We are the seventh generation. And free Leonard Peltier. Now. Now we, my best friend.